I do my best to live a healthy lifestyle. I try to get out there, work out, break a sweat when possible. I'm not necessarily a fitness or a, a wellness freak, but I'm just trying to be a little bit healthier every single day, which is where Sun Warrior comes into play for me. It is a plant-based, eco-friendly, performance-boosting, all things brand that I want to talk about. And it's their active nutrition line that is something that I've been messing around with over the course of the past couple of months. And it's really working out for me because with protein, creatine, pre-workout and hydration, these products are designed to optimize your performance. And I'm always up for optimizing any aspect of my life, even boosting my own energy reserves or being more hydrated after a long day in the gym or on the golf course. It really does turbocharge my recovery. It's something that I really take seriously and it's real nutrition for real life. So go check out sunwarrior.com and use code FIRST. Freaking first cut. Golly. Welcome to the First Cut Podcast. I'm Rick Game and Mega Preview Pod Time. Let's go, Masters. Greg Ducharme is here. What's going on, Greg? Oh, what's up, boys? I'm, I'm fired up. This is uh, the the greatest week of the year, and I can't wait to break it all down. I can't wait for the takes. Oh, there will be takes. Uh, the coach is here. Coach, welcome in. Happy Masters Week. If I'm getting Kyle Porter to clap on the intros, you know it's a big week. Let's go. <laughs> Kyle Porter live from somewhere at Augusta National. <laughs> KP, thank you for gracing us with your presence. Well, you guys have heard about the, the tunnels that they have underneath the course. That's actually where I am right now. I'm underneath the fifth <laughs> hole. No, I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm on the first floor of the uh, the press building, a uh, little podcast room. They've got – I mean, people – look at the press building, I think, and see how like ostentatious it is and how beautiful it is. But they actually like have so many functional things here. We don't have phones ringing like in Greg's office. Unbelievable. Uh, <laughs> but we, we have, they, they have podcast rooms. They have digital stuff built out. It's, it's remarkable. And I got to say, it's a ton of fun to, uh, to just be back on site, to be here again. It's, it's, uh, it feels like it was longer than a year ago for some reason, but uh, I'm super excited about the week. Yeah, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see Kyle running the sub-air system below the grounds of Augusta National. You can watch Greg Ducharme removing batteries from a cordless phone, I suppose, so it doesn't ring It won't ring again. It won't ring again. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Uh, Gentlemen, let's jump right into this because the big cat spoke this morning. And, Coach, she said, as of right now, I'm going, baby. Let's go. He's going to play. I believe somebody on this show a little over a week ago said 100% Tiger Woods would be playing this year. And what a shock. I was right. Now, it's not like that was the biggest take in the world. But what I will say this, it was part gut and it was part hope. And now the hope is that when we get to Thursday morning and he said it, quote, as of right now, I feel like I can play. This just took the Masters from what we all agree is the greatest sporting event on planet Earth and made it 10 times the greatest sporting event on planet Earth. If he even contends, this could be the greatest comeback story in the history of sport and to see him with a little bit of an edge this morning. So some of the questions were almost like you're going to come back and and you're going to compete as a just a, a player, a former champion. Uh, 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 uh. He said it. If I didn't think I could win, you guys know me. 
I wouldn't be here. And that said everything to me. And immediately I sprinkled a little bit on Tiger Woods on an outright because that number is going to go down, down, down. He was uh, 50 to one over at Caesar Sportsbook uh, about three hours ago. I imagine that number is only going to get shorter as we get. I got 72 to one. I got uh, plus 7,200. Wow. Good number for the coach. Uh, Greg, this is uh, in true Tiger Woods fashion. I don't come here to just play. I come here to compete. I come here to win. He uh, actually gave some, some pretty interesting thoughts about, um, you know, the range of mobility that he has now with all the hardware in his leg. It was a pretty interesting look into uh, where his body is and where his game is right now. I, two very different things, the body and the game. Uh, the body appears to be holding up at least well enough. And the mobility in the future is something I, I think we had questions about his mobility anyway, with just with just simply his back. So that doesn't really come as a surprise to me. Um, and, and it's not really a concern for me either. I, I think we have all understood that this career is not going to end the way, um, f- you know, Fred Couples career is ending where he, he gets a chance to play year in and year out as a as a champion for a long period of time. You're, you're not going to see that out of Tiger, as Coach pointed out. As for his game, the fact that he even played in uh, some practice rounds and has even gotten this far is a sign that his game is in really good shape to me because he's not trying to come back to start a PGA Tour schedule. He said his schedule isn't going to be full, right? He's he's picking and choosing his events. And so there's there's no need to really get shake the rust off for the season. Um, I, I get out there as soon as you can and shake the rust off. No, this is, hey, I'm I'm already at that point. I think Kyle mentioned this, a, a worst ball 66 kind of place where my my game is ready to go. If this were a medalist, I'd be I'd be feeling really good. The the walk is still the hardest part. So his game is apparently in great shape. But one other thing I want to add about the um, about the comments of Fred Couples and other players. I've seen this in the past. When you, when you watch Tiger Woods play and hit shots, it is um, it, it's it, it, there's a different level to it. And, and the amazement is a little bit higher. And he always looks good hitting balls on the range. You don't always know where he's aiming, but he always looks good. And in, in 2017, when he was making a, a comeback, I saw him hitting balls on the range, getting ready, practicing, and everybody, oh, he, he, look, he looks really good. He could win the Farmers, and it was anything but. But this is different because it's happened with JT. It's happened with Freddie on the actual golf course, and that's a, that's a different story. You know where the target is when you're on the golf course, and um, it's a sign to me that his game is in great shape. Yeah, he's getting rave reviews out there, KP. Everybody who lays eyes on him says he looks good, looks like he's going to be able to, from a golfing standpoint, get around Augusta National, no problem. One of the interesting nuggets that I took from his uh, presser this morning is he said, uh, you know, he hasn't felt the electricity of the patrons since he won in 2019. And, like, I mean, we're already at – you know, Monday and Tuesday, he's feeling the electricity. I mean, th- there's going to be a lot of adrenaline f- flowing through Tiger Woods this week. Yeah, it's, it's going to be insane. Um, John Rom talked about that actually in his presser. He said it felt he was playing at the same time on the first nine as Tiger, and he said it felt like he was like I haven't seen crowds that big on Sunday on the last few holes for people. Like it, it, it was, it was Monday. It's not like it was. 
you know, I, I think it'd be one thing if it was Thursday morning. It was Monday afternoon. There's not even, I mean, people should be in the merchandise shop and like the getting domestic beers and pimento and 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 it was it was wild i think that um i have some like can we do a separate tiger pod i have so (laughs) many tiger thoughts i I don't even know like what to do with all of them um listen like i think he's gonna i think he's gonna he is gonna play obviously i think he's gonna play decently but I think, I think there is like what what, what when he gets the question and it felt like a shot at me because I've been the one that's like, does Tiger sh- is he showing up expecting to win? And when he got asked, do you think he can win? What what is he gonna say? Like no, like it, it's not even like a it, it's just a leading question that people freak out about. The follow up that I tried to get in, along with three hundred other people that were raising their hands, that you can't get a question in is why do you why do you think you can win right like like what what about the last year and a half leads you to believe that you can win that you can actually win this golf tournament can you make the cut over like jj spawn and eric von ruin and these guys that are not in your world historically sure like you're smart enough you can say five six seven strokes around that place but how many times have guys have we heard it that Tiger has said, or other guys have said, yo, it's a lot different when you get a pencil in your hand on Thursday. It's a lot different when the lights come on on Thursday and Friday. And that's the part of that I'm curious about because we're talking about like, oh, you know, he looks great on the range. Yeah, no, like everybody looks good on the range. That They're professional golfers. Like they're supposed to look good on the range. Like I want to see what does he do when his ball goes right off the tee on Thursday? Can he get up and can he say par, you know, from those trees on Thursday morning? That that's what I'm super interested in. Yeah. I lump, um, I lump a lot of professional athletes into the category of unreliable narrators, uh, specifically Bryson DeChambeau. He says a lot of things. I'm not sure he's a reliable narrator. Tiger Woods, I throw into that category as well, coach, but almost from the opposite perspective, of course, Tiger thinks he can compete and win. I believe that he believes that a lot to get to the level of top tier professional athlete that these guys do. You've got to have that type of mentality. I I don't know where that aligns with reality, but I believe he believes he can win. I also believe that there are certain athletes that are just made different than the rest of us. There are professional athletes. And then there's are, are those that are a cut above. And Tiger Woods is certainly in that category with the likes of Michael Jordan, uh, Tom Brady, uh, some of the really, really greats in their respective sports. But I think what's made Tiger so great over time and what makes this comeback even more spectacular than what we've seen in 2009, 2013, 2019, is that the man almost died. He almost had his leg cut off. It's only been 14 months and now he's going to try and do, and I don't think that he would try and do this any other way, uh, any other place, guys. And you tell me if you agree with me or not. But because it's Augusta, and we showed when I was doing PGA Tour last week, uh, Tour Live with Jordan Spieth last week, when he shows up to Augusta, it's just different. His numbers are different. He figures out a way to flip the switch, and Tiger's the same way. And so that's why I believe, Kyle, that he believes that when he shows up at this course, 
because it's the only one that they play the same one every year. And he can draw on all of those years and all of those green jackets. That's the reason that I think Tiger Woods believes that if he's going to show up, he's not showing up to shake hands and be a part of the first tee at 742 on Thursday morning. He's here to win. Yeah, I, and I think there's something to be said for that. Like, and I've talked about that endlessly. Like, he's smarter, wiser, uh, knows that place. I mean, Rory was actually talking today about like how you almost have to play. You almost have to have a negative game plan around Augusta. And what he meant was like you have to play away from a lot of these pins. Yeah. And I think Rory, Rory was like, he sounds so good when he says it, and then I feel like he goes out and he just he has such a hard time like having the discipline to do it. And Tiger doesn't. Tiger is so disciplined and so smart and so wise. I just, I mean, so, so somebody in the chat was saying, like, that Tiger did get asked why he can win. And he, he kind of did. But the answer was just unsatisfactory. He said, I can hit it just fine. I don't have any qualms about what I can do physically from a golf standpoint. It's now walking that's the hard part. This is normally not an easy walk to begin with. Now, given the conditions that my leg is in, it gets even more difficult. 72 holes is a long road, which very normal sport thing that you can actually perform the function of the sport, but walking to do it again is the, is the difficult part. Like imagine a pitcher being like, my arm's fine. I just, I have trouble getting to and from the dugout. Like <laughs> that would be absurd. Uh, I, I just, I don't, um, I don't know that he will be as sharp for, I mean, and Greg knows the difference between this tournament golf and, playing practice rounds or hitting on the range tournament golf is just, it's a different sport. It's a, it's yeah. an altogether different thing. So yes, mentally, I agree with you coach. And that's why I think he can make the cut, but getting into like true contention with somebody like Rom and Scheffler and guys that have been playing as well as they have, I, I, I just have doubts about that. So, so Greg, from a, from an instructor's perspective here, I, I mean, I agree with Kyle. They all look good on the range. They all look good everywhere in in the practice area um he talked about making sure he's got the medals in the foot joy so he's not going to slip everywhere we've seen that the club head speed even in december was 171 miles an hour now it's probably up to 174 175 that's over tour average i mean what do you see out there from tiger woods in the limited footage that we've gotten this week I, I, well, it's a different golf swing that's for sure um there's there's a quieter lower body as you would imagine uh, and and it's a golf swing that looks designed to control the face. And I, I think that's why he he has a, a wisdom and a knowledge at this point in his career to understand what he needs to do in order to in order to control the club face through the strike. And that means he's going to have control of a shot shape. That's why you hear Fred Couple say the driver was a machine. He's he's getting more accurate because his understanding is in, is increasing and improving. Speed wise, uh, 174 miles an hour of ball speed on the range that could go up a little bit on the golf course. I would expect it to. So th those are great signs. Um, the strategy that Kyle mentions is a, a critical aspect of this, but it points to what I think will be the most important area, the most telling area for him, at least in the first two rounds. And that is what happens on and around the greens with his touch. And it's, it's one thing to hit it away from flags at Augusta National. It's one thing to hit it to the middle of the greens. But uh, you, have to, you have to still two-putt. You still have to make the score, which means in those four- to eight-foot putts, 
can get long there. If, if you're not careful, they can get long there. there. There's a lot of stress and you have to be clean. And if Tiger is rusty in that area at all, I think he's going to have a very difficult time scoring. This is not, in my opinion, going to be a 2005 situation where he makes 24 birdies and, and that gets him past making 12 bogeys. If, if he makes 12 bogeys in this, it, it could be real trouble. So he's got to keep bogeys off the card. He's got to keep three putts off the card. And uh, and I think he can do that. I'm just still curious to know what his touch and feel is going to be like on some of those lag putts. Like in 2019, he's on the wrong level on number nine. He's above the whole location, and he two putts it. It was that was it that was, was the shot masterful. Of, that was insane. That was low key the shot of the tournament. And and you wonder can he is he at that level right now with his touch? Is this is his touch there? And that's something I can't answer. Um, and I don't know if anybody can under the pressure under pressure your touch is tested more than anything else and will he be able to perform those touch and feel shots at the level he was in 2019 if he can he can contend i believe and i think real quick real quick rick uh quick rick uh (laughs) the best facsimile for this is 20 the 2018 masters when reed beat rory and tiger had just come back he had played i think five events leading into that masters uh i think this was the one you were talking about greg he finished t23 at at the farmers he went on i think he finished like fifth at the honda he had had a couple good showings and then he finished t32 at that masters and to me that feels like a like if tiger finishes t32 this week his name this this happened with Phil at the PGA where you're like, his name kind of belies what's going on. Like, it's insane that Phil won the PGA at 50 in ways that the normal golf fan didn't understand. And I think Tiger finishing T32 at this Masters would be insane in ways that the normal golf fan would not comprehend in the same way that we do because we're doing this every day and we've seen how just how difficult it is to come back from injuries like this. So... To me, like if he finishes top 40, top 30, that's, I mean, that is heroic. Like that is historically unprecedented and would be to me just one of the great, uh, like coach said, comebacks of the last ever really in golf. And as much as we're going to talk about Tiger Woods versus Augusta National this week, Coach. Uh, there's about a billion other really great golfers in this field. Cam Smith, Scotty Scheffler might be the two hottest players on the planet. Rory McIlroy trying to complete the career Grand Slam. We've got Dustin Johnson and Brooks. I mean, it's just it's just absolutely stacked. So as much as uh, the of Oxygen Tiger is going to take on this week, there's still a lot of really good guys out there trying to win it too. Uh, and they're all, I think, ecstatic that Tiger is here for a lot of different reasons. Uh, there's going to be a lot of extra eyeballs. There's always huge ratings. But think about what this does for Rory. It takes all the pressure off him to win the career Grand Slam. Oh, yeah, by the way, that's a storyline this week that nobody is talking about. Clearly, you've got John Rahm, who hasn't won since when? Yeah, the U.S. Open almost a year ago. DJ hasn't won since when? Yeah, the last time he won was the Masters in 2020. So that's just three in 10 seconds that I listed off for you of guys that I think are ecstatic that Tiger is here because they've got to get themselves right. They've got to get back into the mix for this season, for the FedEx Cup, for all those. I was shocked last week when I was calling PGA Tour Live how many names that you know are outside the top 125 right now. There's a lot of names that you know 
that are not having good seasons. That can change this week for some of the bigger names too. And you're also getting numbers that you wouldn't see if Tiger wasn't in. Taylor Gooch plus 10,000 to win the Masters? Really? So there's a lot of things that come into play this week because of the Tiger effect. Yeah, Greg, I think on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, maybe even Thursday and Friday, Rory's happy that Tiger's here. You know, Everybody's happy that Tiger's here. That might change if Tiger's in the mix on the weekend. They might not be so thrilled. But, I mean, outside of Tiger Woods, we've got a lot of other subplots. And you got to remember, we only get four majors a year. And for the, the, uh, the elite class of golfer that we are talking about, they are often graded by major championship victories and there's just not enough of them to go around no uh, and and that's where you get these droughts that's where you get a drought like rory mcelroy who hasn't won a major since 2014 uh, a drought like wow. justin thomas hasn't won since 2017 you know these are really good players who have performed well in majors and they they don't get the win because there's only so many to go around so I, I think uh, JT and Rom, guys who have been in kind of winless droughts, DJ, who Coach mentioned earlier, been in a little bit of a, a winless drought here. Um, those are guys that are, are feeling a lot of pressure. Rory, I think, feels his pressure internally, and I don't know if I don't know how much Tiger really affects Rory. I know the questions are reduced, but I think the pressure he feels is inside of him, which is different than say a Scotty Scheffler. You see, Scotty Scheffler has a big advantage from Tiger being here because the questions, the line of questions change. And instead of everybody in the press room being asked about world number one, Scotty Scheffler, they're being asked about Tiger Woods. <laughs> so it gives Scotty kind of a way to fly under the radar. And and his pressure, his internal pressure may be high, but it's nowhere near what it is for Rory McIlroy. Uh, and, and nobody's expecting Scotty Scheffler to win. They're thinking he's really hot and he could. So I, th I think he's actually the biggest beneficiary to, to Tiger playing this week. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, I heard a great stat. I think it was on, I think the no lane up guys had it. This is you guys coach is going to lose his mind at this. Okay. Get ready, coach. Hold Both Tiger and Phil have won majors more recently than JT Spieth or Rory. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the last name? Who's the last name? JT Spieth and Rory. <laughs> I almost can't even believe that statement. That's so it's, crazy. It's that is shocking. so crazy. It's Holy it's wow. It's truly wow. stunning. And wow. I think the I mean uh David in the chat brought this up. Like JT's underperformance at the majors that's a real thing like that's not i he's talked about it openly and i think that he, it's not it's not even necessarily that he's won just one he hasn't really like when has jt like really been in the mix aaron hills kinda he led at uh wingfoot after round one i think Th there just hasn't been a ton he hasn't played well at all at the open um and then rory like God, it it was so. I sat for his. I sat for his presser, Rom's presser, and Tiger's presser. And Rory is. I mean, you guys know how I feel about Rory, but it's it's so like almost infuriating to hear him talk about like, yo, I, I I watched DJ in 2020 play like this kind of boring, disciplined, 
hit it away from pins type of golf, take advantage of the par fives. And I walked away from that thinking like, man, you don't really have to do a ton. You don't have to like be a a hero at this golf course. Yeah. And you know, and he actually got asked this and he answered it truthfully. Somebody said, is that, is that in your DNA to play like that? And he's like, no, I want to go at every pin. And, and it's going to be infuriating to watch him say that on Tuesday and then play differently on Thursday or Friday or whatever. Because even though he's had a lot of success at this golf course, it just it doesn't it feels like he he kind of has these like nine hole like brain cramps where it's like, yo, I heard you like talk exactly like about how exactly to win this tournament on Tuesday. And then you you're not you're not doing that on Thursday and Friday. And it, it, where's the disconnect there? Why is there a disconnect? So I don't know. I'm fired up for this Masters. It's going to be super fun. And uh, there is, even beyond Tiger, there's so many storylines to talk about. Yeah, infinite storylines this week. Rory McIlroy uh, going for the career Grand Slam might be finding that it's a new year and it's feeling harder than ever to get that done. And if you're feeling like it's harder than ever to hire the qualified people that you need, uh, well, LinkedIn jobs is for you, especially for small businesses, because that's really where LinkedIn jobs comes in. They make it easier to find the people that you want to talk to faster and for free. Oh, free is always a good word. Create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn jobs to reach your, your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 770 million people. Doesn't that seem like a lot? That's that's uh, almost a billion people. It's a big number. Yeah, that's a big number. That's more than the United States. More so many people are going to be following Tiger on Thursday. <laughs> yeah, yeah just go. on the front nine. <laughs> uh, focus on the candidates with just the right skills and experience and use screening questions to get your role in front of only the most qualified. It is why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs help you, helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know that every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash first. That's linkedin.com slash first to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. No terms and conditions apply to our best bets and our one and done selections, gentlemen. No, no worries about that. Also free. And we're going to jump into them right now. And coach, uh, we regrettably do not have Mark here, uh, but we are still going to go with his nationality pick of the week. You've been here for one of these, right? Where we play the national yes, anthem yes. and then try to decide. Absolutely. Sure. Okay. Yeah. So for all the new listeners, uh, Mark uh, gives us a nationality pick every single week. We don't know what it is. Jacob is going to play the national anthem. We're going to have to identify said national anthem. And then the golfer that Mark chose for that. It's a, it's it's maddening. It's maddening. Um I guess just hit it Jacob. Okay. Wow. I have zero idea. Um started slow. Sounded nice. Yeah, it sounds like an older country. Yep. It sounds like sounds like an older country. Where do you I draw the line between old and new countries, coach? What I want year? a live stream uh, of coach breaking down national anthems. 
<laughs> it might be entertaining. Who knows? Uh, Europe. Every time I've been to Europe, I say I'm never going back because everything's old. So every country in Europe is old. So I think it's a European player, clearly. Um, uh, I don't think it's England, though, even though it sounds like something the Queen would play. No, doesn't I, think it's, I think it's Australia. We've done – but haven't we done Australia before? That did not sound familiar to me. And I feel I'm like we've done Australia, we've done England, we've done Spain. That sounded new to me. Does Northern Ireland have a uh, – do they have a different anthem than Ireland? You think you might be going with Rory? I, I mean, who what can do you say? Think? What do you think, Greg? Mm. I'm trying I am, to uh, – and the chat has like 12 different answers in it. They don't even know. <laughs> but they're saying Is it's it, uh, Australia, though. It, could it be Norway? Play it no, again. Let's let's I hear think it. We've done Norway. We, did we do Norway? Picture in the Olympics, right? Could it be Red Korea? Korea? No, I don't think that's Korea. Korea would be it more sounds, like um, I don't know. Oh, like, it does sound. I think it sounds Euro. Sounds a little timid. It sounds it's very it's so a, softer than what we've heard. Maybe before. it's a, a Guido Migliozzi pick. <laughs> Charlie <laughs> said Charlie Belgium? said in the chat, Sep Straka. <laughs> I I have no idea. Um I guess uh okay, I guess let's guess countries and Jacob, do you have that drop handy? Uh let's go with uh Italy. Wrong. Okay. Uh Germany. Oh. Wrong. I'll say I'll say Ireland or Northern Ireland. I don't know if those are different. I'll I'll hit you with the guy, this guy's right now. You're on the wrong continent, so oh, you can God. we can just okay, stop so running through the Europe? European Union. Yeah, we can just stop running through the European Union because it's not going to work out. All right. Okay. Well, it's Australia. not America. Is it Australia? Wrong. Okay. So we got no, no. Okay. Wrong. Jeez. <laughs> All right. So no North America. Japan. No Japan. Australia, no Europe. Wrong. Wow. Still on the wrong continent. How about Chile? Oh, wrong. South America. We got to go to Africa. So it's only there's only one. Oh no! I thought, it's South Africa. Thought, it's got South Africa. Is it South Africa? <laughs> is he going to go? go? South Africa. Louis, who's wow. this way? Is it Louis? Okay, so hold on. Okay, so we've got it. We've got it figured out. So it is top South African. Mark going back to the motherland oh, for the Masters. Of course he has. Um. All right, here are the odds. Louis Uses in plus 125, EVR Eric Van Royen plus 350, Christian Bezadenhout plus 350, Garrett Higo plus 600, Charles Schwartzel plus 650. What's Trevor? Does Trevor have a number? Is he playing? He's not playing. Not, not playing. playing. All right, so five South Africans. Uh, okay. Now we got which one Mark would have gone with. Well, Higo stinks. Schwartzel stinks. Uh, I think I, he loves Bezadenhout. Wrong. He does. Wrong. It's got to be. It's got to be. Uh, yeah. EVR. No. Wrong. Coach. Wait. Coach was right. Mar uh, it's got to be. It's got to be. I mean, he's got. He's got a great track record around here too. And yeah, it's, very it, good. He's the pick. He's the pick. Yeah. That was. That was. Uh, that was really painful. That really was. That's five minutes yeah. we can't get back. It is. Yeah. Can we talk storylines instead of the nationality? <laughs> yeah, that was, that was by far our worst performance. Let me tell you, it was horrible. Horrible. I uh, mean, you could just yeah, it's South Africa. It's his. Fa it, it's it's the Masters, and yeah, it, this was you yeah. get use South. Yeah. That was just so bad. Ricky so bungled that because you say Mark loves the chalk, so I he mean, does love. The, okay, the South chalk. The chalk, chalk these, 
Yeah, the chalkiest scenario was Mark taking South Africa and <laughs> South Africa, which is Louis. We should have known this like 10 years ago. We should have known this is your optimal bracket. You know, you just yeah. you just ride with the chalk. You know the one scene's going to do it. Just play the numbers. Get- Plus uh, 125 if he gets it done. I want to hear everybody's top storylines. <laughs> um, top non-Tiger storylines? Let's do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Mine is uh, Brooks is healthy. Hell yeah. Yeah. Love we have that not one. seen a healthy Brooks in a long time. And 16 out of 30 majors, he's finished inside the top 10. It's ungodly what he does at majors. That's mine. Yeah, I, I I've, got, I've got some numbers that show just how ungodly it is here in a minute. Okay. Coach, what's your favorite? Uh, let me be very, very quick. My, my big storyline is after watching Spieth on Sunday is I think Spieth could shock the world. And despite the fact that it looks like he's he's having a seizure when he's warming up after every single swing, I think Spieth is going to shock some people and he's going to be in contention on Sunday. That is my biggest non-Tiger storyline. Did you see the guy on Twitter that uh, he's actually uh, – uh, I can't say that yet. He's going to be – he might be on the show at some point. Um Patrick McDonald said on Twitter that <laughs> Spieth's pre-shot routine looks like Julio Franco's batting stance. <laughs> Most people won't know Julio Franco, but yes, that's it. 1982 called. <laughs> they want their Cleveland Indians shortstop back. Wow. <laughs> Julio Franco I played was, he was like 48 years old, didn't he? No, like 58. Yeah, he was yeah. unbelievable. Yeah, he was he like he was like time. Bernard Longer. <laughs> uh, Greg, favorite non-Tiger storyline? Jordan Spieth was my top one. I'll give you another one in place since um, since Coach is on there too. But it's not so much that he could shock the world. It's just is is for Jordan Spieth. Is this place? Is it is it the place? Is there something with his form coming in? Can he overcome all these questions and? The what appears to be a lot of thought in his pre-shot routine. Can he overcome that and perform the way he typically does here? Uh, and the other one I would say is the changes to the golf course, specifically holes uh, eleven and and number fifteen. I can't wait to see how those how those two holes play differently. And in number eleven, that front right portion of the green, I can't wait to see. Can't I can't wait to see how that plays. So good, so good. Um, Here's uh, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see the tweet from Patrick McDonald comparing Julio Franco and uh, Jordan Speaks at the same position at the top. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Uh, that's uh, okay. My storyline is I think the course changes are are up there for me. Um, that's going to be super interesting. Speeth is up there, but I'll go with, um, I think just this idea of, so the two best players of 2022 have been Cam Smith and Scotty Shuffler, right? They've won five times combined. The next two best players have been JT and Rom who haven't won at all. So was the first quarter of this year for JT and Rom just leading toward this, this, like, was it apexing at Augusta national for a win? And I could be talked in or out of that. Um, I, I don't know the answer, but that to me is a big storyline when you have two of the four best guys in the world have not yet won a tournament so far in 2022. 
<laughs> Winning's hard. Talk about it all the time. It Winning's is. very, very mm-hmm. difficult to do. Uh, we're going to try to win some bets. Let's move on to our best bets segment. This is where we go over to Caesar Sportsbook and we scour every square inch and quite a few options for this week, especially with uh, all the nationality bets and props and everything else that's good. Coach, Kick us off with your best bet for the Masters, please. Uh, yeah, this was pretty easy for me. Cameron Smith's playing great. Uh, I don't, you know, he's he's won two of his, I think, seven starts. He hasn't played very much at all. He looks completely in control. He right now is the best putter on tour, and it's not close. And everybody knows that at Augusta National, you have to be able to putt, as Greg just so eloquently said a few minutes ago. So you put all that together, you're gonna give me plus money. And all I got to do is finish top 10 in a field of what is there only 90? How many are this year, guys? Kyle, you 91. Know? Okay, 91. so 91 and, and top 10. It's so much easier, I think, to make picks at the Masters than it is at any other tournament the entire year. If I agree fit. because, mm. sorry, I was going to say I agree because it's also a place where history is like horses for courses is a real thing. Yep. And coach, I think it's weird. Like Cam Smith, you look at his game statistically, and it doesn't make sense necessarily that he would contend at Augusta, but he's done so a lot. I think he's got two top 10s, three top 20s, something like that. Um, he almost won so, when, when DJ won. It was, yeah, it's, he, he would have broken records. It's It's been weird that he's contended, but he's done so consistently, which you can't really argue with. If Cam Smith finishes inside the top 10, it'll be uh, plus 140. Uh, okay, Greg, why don't you tell us your best bet for this weekend? Oh, it is uh, – I don't have a first name there. I assume that's a last name. Uh, that is the last name. Winner of a green jacket. Yes, I have Adam Scott over Joaquin Neiman. Um, this, a lot of this has to do with what happened with the pairings today. And Joaquin Neiman is going to be playing with Tiger Woods which is going to draw an unprecedented amount of attention. And I don't know how he's going to handle it. I think that could be incredibly challenging over the first two days to play in front of those kind of crowds with that kind of ruckus going on. People, people moving when trying to get in position for Tiger's next shot when you're up. And that it, it adds a stress level that I think is a little bit underrated. And then Adam Scott, on the other hand, really likes the golf course which is quite obvious. He hasn't missed a cut since 2009 here. He's played very well. Now, this is almost like I think Neiman misses the cut. I think Scott makes the cut. It's almost as simple as that. I don't think Adam Scott necessarily contends, although he has played well recently. He was he got out of his group at the match play. He missed the cut at the players, but tied 26 at the API, tied fourth at the Genesis. He's playing good enough for me to like him at a, a golf course that he loves. Even money, Adam Scott over Joaquin Neiman. Adam Scott playing with Scotty Scheffler and Tony Finau uh, on the first couple of days. I'm also going with an even money matchup. It's Rory McIlroy over Scotty Scheffler. Uh, anytime I can get even money on Rory in a matchup at Augusta National, I think I will take it. The softer, the better for big boy Rory. Uh, Jacob's got a matchup. Not yet, Kyle. Not yet. Jacob's got a matchup here. Jacob, what do you got for this week? Uh, we're going to take Justin Thomas over John Rom just because you can get it at plus 100. I mean, I think JT is possibly peaking for a master's run here. Oh, mama. I hope mm. so. Mm. I hope he's he's playing practice mm. rounds with Tiger. I mean, he's already in the, the thick of the mania as far as playing with the galleries go. Uh, 
I'll take I'll take JT if you're going to give me even odds. Justin Thomas over Rory McIlroy. Kyle is adjusting his situation. You good there, bud? Yeah, sorry. I just I had to turn the sub air on. It's pretty rainy out here. So. <laughs> appreciate, appreciate your attention to detail. Make sure this championship gets in nice and fair for everybody. Your best bet, ho mama, is a Tiger Woods related prop. Yeah, I I already hate every bet that I've made this week. Um, I I regret. I'm having some like real speed FOMO because I I I feel like I was out on just just kind of like dismissed him because he was he's not playing well. And then Sunday he put up like was it seven strokes gain T to green, Rick? Just yeah, a, just a best round in like six years. Preposterous yeah. number. So I have, I, and we'll talk about the speed regret more in a minute, but Tiger to make the cut is, um, I mean, we've talked about it throughout the show. It's, it's, I think he could make the cut playing left-handed because he knows where to miss. Like, and, and again, I, I, I hate to keep going back to this Rory quote, but like playing away from pins, knowing where to miss, knowing how to make pars, not to bring six, seven, eight, nine into play is half the deal and you're going to get guys out there that haven't played here before that have <laughs> John Rom said in his presser he's like I ask Tiger questions all the time and he does he won't tell me anything he goes I asked him about at Eastlake how to play on Bermuda and he goes he just said it's all about feel and then he walked away <laughs> and uh, classic and and uh and Rom goes oh okay cool. Well, JT is getting a dissertation from Tiger over there about how to play on Bermuda. He goes, he won't give any of the rest of us anything. So you're going to get so many guys, not only past champions that are not going to make the cut, amateurs that have no shot of making the cut, but a lot of guys that are playing for the first time that have no idea where to miss, have no idea where to aim, where to, how to play certain shots. And so it's just, a, it's not a super difficult cut to make uh, like it would be at, at the U.S. Open or Open Championship. I've I've bet real money on this, so I'm with you on uh, on that KP. So hopefully Tiger finds the weekend, and uh, we'll see how it goes after that. Gentlemen, there's only one more, really one more thing to do here. It's our it's our one and done selections, and don't don't pull up the board just yet, Jacob. Uh, we're gonna get to that, but first we're gonna take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, 
and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. And we're back. One and done. I'm going to jump into the fans here because I have the breakdown of the fan vote before we unveil the big board. Elijah sent me the breakdown and they are, uh, coach, I think you're the one in their sights right now. They're only about 600 K behind you and they are ready to, to change that. All right. Well, I'll have a comment as soon as I see what they've picked. All right. So three players received 72% of the vote. Pretty big number there. The third place finisher, not the fan selection with 20% of the vote, Brooks Kepka. So you faded Brooks Kepka there. Faded faded Brooks. Okay. With 22% of the vote, not the fans one and done selection, Cam Smith. You faded Cam Smith. All right. First mistake. And with 30% of the the fans select one, Justin Thomas. Oh, you're just biting on the apple. You're getting sucked in. He's playing with Tiger. He's on Tiger's jet. Tiger's telling him, stop it. Just stop it. This guy hits way too high to contend at the Masters. We all know that. So thank you to the fans of First Cut. You're just going to give me a much bigger lead when I cash the $2 million plus with my one and done. But thank you. Uh, you're welcome, but the you, the fans are not alone, Coach, because we have all teamed <laughs> up against you here. Uh, oh no! Okay, myself, okay. Greg, Kyle, and the fans. What with Justin Thomas? Oh KB. my! <laughs> Give us the reason that we're going to be making all that sweet cash this week. <sighs> I I I hate everything, I, Elijah. <laughs> Elijah can pound sand. My life was so much simpler before Elijah came into the picture. <laughs> All right. I already I, hate that. I, I was reading a thread from Joe Pita, uh, Magic Rat SF on Twitter. If you don't follow him, you should. He's great. Uh, he was he did like a seven tweet thread about why JT like can't win the masters. And I agreed with all of it. And I was like, and I'm still picking him. I I have no idea why I'm doing that. It just has felt like, and we've seen this before guys that build and build and build and build and almost win and almost win and almost win. And then finally they win. That's what this run has felt like specifically for JT, not necessarily for Rom because he's kind of, gone the other way where he's fallen off a little bit but for JT it's felt like building 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 and I don't I don't know if that ends in a win at Augusta but man it just has felt like that for the last several weeks yeah and Greg when I was looking at this um so I knew that coach had already used uh Justin Thomas I knew that Jacob had already used Justin Thomas and I was fairly sure Mark wasn't going to so that was kind of the tiebreaker for me I thought I could make up ground on the top and we're at least different from those guys yes uh, I we can we can catch them with a good week but I have great fear that Mark and Jacob's pick um and and likely coach's pick as well are going to make a lot of headway as well so we need a win out of JT a couple things, a couple reasons why I really liked him. Uh, one, aside from the TD Green place, I, I don't 
think you can hit the ball too high at Augusta National. The the two greatest Masters champions of all time, Tiger Woods and Jack Nicklaus, hit the ball higher than anybody else in their generation. So height is an asset. It's a good thing. It's I, a, I failed to mention the rain is what – sorry, go ahead. I'll, I'll have my yeah. piece. My, my bad. Yeah. So I, I really like that aspect for him. The biggest question – or the two biggest questions for JT in general, driving accuracy uh, and putting. So the driving accuracy is the thing that got him last year. We really was in contention on Saturday, had a real chance to win, and he made an eight on 13 because he was trying to hit that um, that really big rope hook. And I think he's going to learn from that. I think he'll calm that down and play a shot, like more like the shots we saw him play at the players this year, which weren't the rope as, hooking as much as you can rope hook, but they were they were nice draws. So I really like his shot-making ability. Um, off the tee and then on the greens he's 99th in strokes gained putting but he he doesn't really three putt a lot he's 28th in in three putt avoidance and the lag putting is really good too almost tiger-esque he's fifth in a stat called uh, approach putt performance so you, you combine all those things i like what he can do on the greens i like what he can do with his iron play and i think he's going to learn from his mistakes last year off the tee Preach, brother. I, I think we should just give everybody who picked Justin Thomas, we should just give him the two million right now. I think <laughs> why, why even play this thing? Let's just do it. I don't think uh, I, I like your thoughts, Rick. <laughs> uh, coach, you have alluded to the fact that you like Cam Smith this week. Yeah. You put your money where your mouth is in the one and done, and you are the only Cam Smith backer at the Masters. Yeah, I mean, the last uh, 2020, he would have won if it wasn't for DJ playing out of his mind. And to respectfully disagree with Greg, uh, yes, there are certain players that have hit the ball high. I just believe that Augusta National, that a guy like Justin Thomas, who hits it so hard and so high and doesn't always control the spin. I called him at the Valspar, and it was weak or shot after shot where it was just janking it right off the green. And I just don't think right now the way he's hitting it that he can control the spin the way he needs to is what I meant by that statement in order to contend at Augusta National because of the roll-offs and all the false fronts and all the, the stuff that the green complexes bring to the table. I just don't think his game is suited to be better than the guys that we've picked. But Cameron Smith specifically, guys, look what he did at the Players' Championship. He's the best putter on tour right now, and it's not close. He's hitting it remarkably well. The pressure does not bother him. And he's going to be like a lot of these other guys that nobody's going to pay attention to him until Saturday, potentially Sunday morning, if Tiger plays well. We may all look stupid, and Tiger may end up winning this, and we'll be like, what were we talking about? But it'll be fun to figure it out nevertheless. Coach at $4.3 million, which is just about $900,000 behind Mark. This is the one I'm worried about. Jacob has been on a heater and Jacob yeah. is the guy that I also considered narrowed it down to Justin Thomas and Brooks Kepka. Me too. Jacob went with Kepka and he's by himself here. Uh, I tip my cap to you, Jacob. You are not only on a great run, but I love your spot this week. I love it too. But I have to say, I was really heavily going to go with Cameron Smith, Rom or Kepka. I was shocked because I don't really plan this out too far ahead, but I had all those guys in the holster. And yesterday while we were doing the DF, DFS show, the guys in the chat were basically telling me I was going to take John Rom, And so that psyched me out for sure. I probably would have taken John Rom had I not been reading in the chat that they were telling me yeah. I'm going to take John Rom. So maybe that will bite me. Maybe it won't. But uh, I mean, I like, I like a healthy Brooks. I, I also love Cam Smith. 
I love JT. I bet Cam Smith outright. I've got Thomas over Rom in a matchup as well because I think the 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 ceiling for Thomas for JT is just so high this week. I mean, I I guess we're gonna see uh, a guy with dyed blonde hair put on a green jacket on Sunday. Can you imagine the reaction? Or a mullet. Yeah. Honestly, either, either BK or or Cam Smith slipping on a green jacket with that hair is going to be glorious. Yes, I agree. Totally um, agree. I, I agree with that last statement for sure. Do you Jacob, think Cameron? Do you think, sorry, buddy. Oh, I was going to say, do you think Cameron Smith is going to make Fred Ridley do like a shoey if if he wins oh, the God. Masters? <laughs> I hope so. That'd be cool to see. Do you think it's healthy to let uh, YouTube commentators change your life decisions? Oh, for it's, sure. just, it's just the reality we live in these days. You just gotta, <laughs> you just gotta embrace it. Uh, very good. Dustin Johnson is the selection for Mark. Mark is just uh, barely ahead of Jacob. Greg DJ is kind of flying in under the radar a little bit, starting to play better. Games coming around. Um, if if it works out, Sia Najad will also be happy because those two are on Dustin Johnson. Yeah, he's um, he's looking really good. I really liked what I saw with him in the match against Brooks Kepka in the match play. And I really liked what I saw in most of the matches at the match play. Um, he, he looks really good right now. And it seems like he's got his shot shape back and there looks to be a little bit of a different look in his eye. So I'm, I'm definitely a little worried about the uh, Dustin Johnson pick. Yeah. So, uh, Mark is gone with Dustin Johnson, as has Sia Najad. The fans, Greg, myself, and Kyle have gone with Justin Thomas. Coach has gone with Cam Smith. Jacob has gone with Brooks Kepka. Those are our one-and-done selections. And gentlemen, we're going to get out of here in just a second, but I must tell you that our sleepers, our top 10, and our picks to win, they're going to be out on the cheat sheet, so make sure you follow us on um, on Instagram and on Twitter. But real quick, we're just going to run through the sleepers. Just a sentence or two. Mark is going with Louis Ustase, and that should be no surprise. I'm going with Gary Woodland, 70 to 1. He hits it far. Uh, he's rounding into form, rock chalk, all that good stuff. I'm going with Gary Woodland at 70. Coach, you mentioned him earlier, 100 to 1. Taylor Gooch, he's your sleeper. Yeah, I think uh, he's playing great. He's already won this year on tour, and I think he has the confidence and the arrogance, and I say that respectfully to win at Augusta National. I don't think the uh, stage is going to be too big for him if he can get into contention. Uh, Greg, your sleeper, 80-1. to one. Who is it? Thomas Peters. Uh, I think he's a yeah. really, really long hitter. Came in tied fourth here in 2017. He's won twice this year on the DP World Tour, dating back to November anyway. Um, and, and so I think he's rounding into form, and I think it's a big week for him, and the course should set up very well for him. KP, take us home. Your sleeper for oh. this year's Masters. Hit it, Jacob. See, woo, shaking that ass, shaking that ass, shaking that ass. <laughs> so good. Can you believe that happened? That's so good. I think he's got three or four top 25s. He quietly finished T12 here last year, and I like that he's got – I mean, he's somebody that's proven – like, he won the players. You know, it's not the Masters, but it's, it's a freaking big deal. And – I like that he's got that win equity in. He finished T12 putting with a three wood for half the time last year. So I'm excited about, uh, I think he's like 65, 70 to one right now. 
Yeah, we got him at 65 to 1 right now over at Caesars Sportsbook. This is normally the time where I would tell you we'll be back for round by round recaps. That's just not true. We've got a live stream coming 1 p.m. Eastern Time on Wednesday. We've got a Twitter space on Thursday, in addition to the uh, post round recap. We have another live stream, kind of a cut sweat action on Friday, in addition to our round by round recaps. And then, of course, the Saturday and Sunday shows after the final putt drop. So there is plenty more first cut action coming to you this week. Let me give a big thanks. Unless there's anything else. Anybody else going once, going twice. I have one, my, my, one very, very quick thing for people who want to make a, 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 what do we call it? Not an extravagant bet, but uh, a bet that doesn't have a chance to win, but could be fun. Exotic. 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 That's the word I'm over. Exotic. Here's one exotic for everybody as we go off the air. Tiger wins to win the Masters, the Bucks to win the Super Bowl, plus 50,000 on Caesar Sportsbook. Book it. Lock it in. Let's go. You're out of your mind, Coach. Yeah, <laughs> you'll ever win. You can, you can bet it. You can. Parlay yes. together. KP, what you got? Uh, my ranking the field is coming out today on CBSSports.com, 1 to 91. Uh, we can talk about it on, on Wednesday or in the Twitter space or whatever. But, uh, yeah, check that out on CBSSports.com. All right. I think that'll do it. I think we're all good. Big thanks to producer Jacob. Does all the hard work behind the scenes. That right there, Greg Ducharme. You can find him on Twitter at the Real GFD. The coach is available at The Coach Rules. And, of course, Kyle Porter can be found at Kyle Porter CBS. You can find me at Rick Run Good. This has been The First Cut, and we'll catch you next time. Ready? Go. Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Hang on! It's off the charts spectacular. Go, go, go! Tom Cruise has outdone himself. The world's coming after you. Stay out of my way. Prepare for one of the best action movies ever made. This is getting exciting. Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning. Now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13.